Morning, everyone. Morning, Chris Chibnall. Morning, Chris Chibnall. Apologies for getting you all in on a Saturday, but this is a real crisis. And, well, we need some creative thinking to find a solution. Well, what's wrong? We're struggling to come up with concepts for new monsters. <laughs> so we need to workshop a, a few new ideas, come up with something that will be close enough to an older monster that most people will be comfortable with the sight of them. So how do you want to go about it? Word association. Alice, I want you to think of some adjectives. Gareth, I want you to think of some animals. Got it? Yes. Alice first, then Gareth. Say the things that come to your mind. Uh, go. Icy. Fox. Groggy. Uh, um, uh, uh, elephant. Alice, uh, think about things that could cause harm. Gareth, think a little more exotic. Climate change. Falcon. Obesity. Wallaby? Better, but try and stick to adjectives, Alice. And and Gareth, perhaps deadly creatures? Wouldn't want to get pet by a falcon. Of course, but let's try creatures the man in the street might be frightened of. Um, Okay. Right, let's go again. Alice. Violent. Gorilla. Great, but that's already kind of a thing. Sharp. Anaconda. Suffocating. Lion. Electric. Scorpion. Boom, that's the one. Really? Electric scorpion? Yeah, just imagine them. Scary, but unable to run around corners without crashing into each other. It'll be uh, slapstick carnage. What about if they need to speak? Uh, They can have a queen to do that. Then we can just, I don't know, reuse the the Queen of the Ragnos costume and paint it a different colour. Okay, great work, guys. Have a nice weekend. Hello and welcome back to the Oodcast. This is, uh, yeah, for us it's season eight, episode three, where we are reviewing Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror. Um, sitting alongside me, or sort of, sort of alongside me, it's a round table, you can't be next to me, but you know, he's here, is uh, the lovely Chris Sigma. Hello, Christopher. And somewhere in the ether, and will appear later on, uh, is the lovely Loss. Hello! Yeah, I, I think it's probably worth saying that Laura isn't actually with us. She is going to be recorded later on. Yeah. Uh, but I think probably it would be a good place to start if she just says some non sequitur at this point. That would just make everyone feel comfortable. So over to Laura. So speaking of monsters, which we obviously were, did you know in Japan there's this monster? It's, it's actually more like a demon. It's called a kappa. And they're this weird little scaly creature that lives in like ponds and rivers and lakes and things. And they've got a bowl on their head and they're really, really evil, but they're also very polite. So if all the water falls out of the bowl that's on their head, then they lose their magical powers. But because they have to politely bow to people who they meet, quite often the water will come out and then they're sort of rendered completely impotent but if you as a passerby who sees their water falling out their bowl replace the water in it then they will be your little scaly 
previously malevolent demon mate like for the rest of your life so that's quite handy how to tame a demon i would quite like to see an interesting monster on on who like that that is maybe just you know trying to be polite but doing so in a way that kills us bet you there's been one in the classic series before oh that's better yeah. yeah, you're right. That was the best way to start. <laughs> <laughs> Just feels better that way. Yeah. So uh, this feels more like uh, an interview. Um, so I'll do my very best. Uh, Chris, <laughs> how did you find Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror? This may seem like I'm damning with faint praise, but I do really love the title. I just mm-hmm. want to start there. It sets <laughs> a, a precedent. It sets a yeah. kind of an atmosphere, I think. And the atmosphere is B-movie, a romp a funny, light-hearted, action-packed episode mm. of Doctor Who. And that's what was delivered uh, for me. I thought it was brilliant. It set out its stall and then it did what it said on the tin. Yeah. Which was great. Yeah, I agree. It was a, The word that springs to mind was sort of knockabout. That, yeah, that's, that's what right. it felt like to me. Yeah. And this is why we love this series so much. It's, it can be so many different things. If you think back to the Rosa Park episode last season and how soulful and, and lyrical and beautiful that was. And then this is the same TV series mm. with the same principal cast, yeah, which is just amazing. Um, I think this is why it survived for so long. It can be so many things. This idea that the TARDIS is not just a time machine, it's a genre machine, mm. is um, is so evident in this episode. Uh, so, yeah, I really enjoyed it. My my first thing is knockabout comedy. Hooray. Yeah. W- without many of the jokes. Sure. More mm. knockabout but than actually, comedy. But actually, I don't know. I mean, I quite like that they're still trying to do jokes, although I do sort of acknowledged them in my head said that's a joke i don't necessarily find it very funny but because i think they're delivered in such a deadpan way that actually they don't fall as jokes they sort of and i'd rather they were like that because then it doesn't get in the way so actually that again it feels like damning with faint praise but i think that some of the jokes aren't funny and they still do them without it distracting from anything is quite good um but other than that, I thought, so my my first good thing I think mm-hmm. I want to talk about is the guest cast. Because, yeah. I mean, Robert Glenister and whoever the guy from ER is, I can never, Goran something, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, I know his name. It's, 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 <laughs> it's spelled yeah. V-I-S-N-J-I-C, but I can't even begin to pronounce yeah. that. But they were both great. They were. They, um, I mean, the way they treated Tesla was sort of, I, I don't know. In terms of story, he was kind of a tool, mm-hmm. in, 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 in a, a, mean, a physical tool, oh, okay, not an not idiot. Like that he, guy's a he tool. Was, he was he was the whole kind of he was the device that's that that resolved the plot essentially. Mm-hmm. But actually, they also got a bit of the Vincent Van Gogh kind of sorry Vincent Van Gogh um, <clears throat> uh, angle in in sort of recognizing an unrecognized genius, at least someone who doesn't recognize themselves as a genius. The guy's absolutely fascinating. Mm. And I think they put him on screen in a really brilliant way. Yeah. And they didn't, they they were happy to show that just because you're a genius, it doesn't mean that you are going to become historically important, at least at the time. Yeah. I mean, his genius has been recognized now over and over again, not least by naming a car after him. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, let's not go down the Elon Musk route. Sure. Uh, I was kind of hoping we'd avoid that. He he died penniless. He also died pr- proclaiming his love for a pigeon. 
He believed he was in love oh, yes. in a pigeon when he died. I read about that. We spending thousands of dollars on just building somewhere comfortable the pigeon could could stay while its wing healed. Yes, I read about that. Yeah, that was yeah. One of the reasons that. he was penniless. Yeah. Well, one of the things I really um, usually don't enjoy about historical figures coming on is the 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 sort of the angry people who want to be angry about it find lots of reasons to be pedantic about the portrayal. But my favourite comment was. Um, Somebody pointing out that it doesn't, I mean, it's really impressive that Edison could identify an English accent because he was basically deaf. <laughs> and I don't, I don't think any of this matters. It's sort of, it, it was fun. They did it in a relatively respectful way. Um, although they made Edison a bit of a, a plonker, I think. I think Edison was a bit of a plonker. Entirely by money. Um, but I, I mean, I don't know how true that is. I was very distraught they didn't do the Edison electrocutes an elephant to show how <laughs> dangerous AC is, which is what happened in real life. Yeah. I think that's... Why don't we use stuff like that? I mean, there should, surely there's a series in, in the pipeline to go through the, all of this. They're, they're called the, the, the Current Wars, aren't they? Mm. Oh, there's a film coming out. Oh, yeah. is there? Oh, there you and go. it's called The Current Wars. Hurrah. So, wow, <laughs> you're so ahead of yourself. Uh, well, uh, slightly behind, it turns out. But, you know, <laughs> good. Is there any more that you really enjoyed? There's plenty I loved about this episode. I, yeah, I thought the guest casts were amazing. M my friend Tom Selinski, who was on mm. the show when we did the Ood One Out, he did, he re edited the episode and took out every line oh, yes. that the companion said. Yeah. So you only got the guest cast and the doctor, and it made just as much sense. <laughs> that, that's the bit that I'm slightly worried about. Is that <laughs> I, I couldn't remember what any of the companions did in this episode. I was really struggling on the way here to remember what they did. Well, there was this lovely idea that they were going to use all of Tesla's old inventions to defend. Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. With um, Ryan and Graham with the with the death ray that didn't work. Which I thought was a brilliant idea. I'd love mm. to have seen it. it. It felt a bit 18 to me. We've got yeah. 10 minutes to yes. trick out this labs to defend it against an alien menace. Yeah. And that was a really fun idea. I was a bit sad in the end that none of it actually worked. The death ray uh, was a bit of a disappointment and there weren't any more traps or anything because it was like, there's only one thing between us and the TARDIS. Yeah. And, it, uh, and it's us. But then that didn't quite happen. Yeah, although the death ray, when that came up, I thought, I mean, either that's going to be br work brilliantly and it's going to be a really disappointing end to the episode because it's just too simple or it's not going to work. Mm. Um, I, it sort of felt, I think there could have been more kind of I missed a little bit of the Doctor jerry-rigging something together in that lab yeah. that I think could have worked. But when they had like a genuine real-life tower <laughs> that could do what it did, they didn't need to. Yeah. Um, so it was all about sort of the humans taking comfort in doing something, I think, which is really good. That's a, you know, a, a real human instinct, I think. You do something to keep busy and feel like you're doing something. It's a, <clears throat> it's a great period of history. Mm. The Wardenclyffe project that tower is such an interesting point in history yeah. the fact that tesla came up with uh, a way of sending energy through the air and he was going to be able yeah. to do it he just needed the funding if you think what our world would be like now if he had the the business now mm. of edison or you know it's, it's incredible to think what could have been well he tried in retrospect didn't he to to sort of sue for patent copyright uh, uh, copyright breaches from Marconi and people like that who basically used his wireless technology and made the money off it. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, it is really sad that such a visionary who actually knew what he was doing um, 
kind of ended up on his own. And I sort of wish that they had gone and told him a bit, you know, although what, what are they going to tell <laughs> a, a slightly morally dubious person named a car after you? Well done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad that this is the kind of historical figure they're choosing. I think we've done enough Kings and Queens for, for a bit. I think from a guest cast point of view, I was really pleased. Uh, I was pleased in retrospect that they had asked Anjul Mahindra to be mm. the queen. I didn't realise it was Rani from the no, Sarah no. Jane Adventures. <laughs> no, I mean, she borrowed the Queen of the Ragnos costume to do it, which is sort of, I, I mean, that's very, but we talk all the time at the moment about this having quite an old school who vibe about it. Mm. They borrowed costumes all the time. So I have no no qualms about that. Also, they're a scavenger race, so why wouldn't they have just nicked someone else's body? There's a certain sort poetry of, to that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, at least in this case, we know that scorpions beat spiders. I think the Scythra were a pretty interesting alien race. They were pretty effective. Um, I keep calling them the Skrillex, though, <laughs> which is a very different thing. Yes. Um, I did really like the chase sequence through the streets of New York, and it did make me l laugh what Yaz used as a barrier against them. They're running. I love it when they run. I can feel my blood thrill to the call of the hunt. Let us careen through the streets of this primitive human colony together, my sister. Yes, let us give ourselves to the wind and the panic and the wild rush of it. Our prey moves so slowly. Soon they will take their last breath. We are so close. I can almost touch them. Just a few moments more. Once again, the Scythra take whatever they want. Holy s***. What did they do? What did they just do? Oh, I know they didn't just throw bread at us. They did. They totally overturned a small cart of bread. Well, what are we going to do now? We could go around it. Go around bread. What are we, some kind of super scorpion? It's bread, okay? The most dangerous substance in the entire galaxy. Yeah, especially when, like us, you're gluten intolerant and carbs make you feel a bit bloated. It's no good. We're going to have to give up. Y you win this round, humans. You win this round! Uh, the people they possessed were creepy, were really creepy. Yeah, they were. Um, and, yeah, I, I liked that. It I, it was one of the few times recently that I've felt a bit creeped out by something I've seen on Doctor Who. Felt a bit Hinchcliffe nice. to me. Yeah. yeah, it's very Pyramids of Mars. Mm. Which I, I can't remember if that's Hinchcliffe off the top of my head, but, you know, it's that era. There's a bit Close. where its holographic field kind of pops and its face distends in this really mm. grotesque way. That was a great Doctor Who image. Yeah, they're doing that bit really well, this... Um, I'm not going to say this time because that's patronising. Um, but I think they've got their teeth into sort of using the effects and, and designing them, coming up with monsters that are, are, are genuinely creepy, particularly for this time slot. Yeah. I think it's good. Yeah. Jodie Whittaker, still absolutely amazing as the yeah. Doctor. Really enjoying her performance. I think it's really great. I think, again, a lot of the time she's talking to herself 
in episode, she mm. she really acts against herself. We were talking earlier about yeah. how few lines the companion has. But Nikola Tesla was a great foil for her, and I mm. thought they had great chemistry together as well. Well, that's quite a traditional Doctor trait, though, isn't it? You find another genius, and, so, and they spar on They natter away to each it's other. nice. I think there's so much of this they get right that I think it gets overlooked with people who are going to dislike it disliking it. And I think that's a shame because actually in this this episode there was so much to enjoy. Yeah, um, and it was genuinely fun to watch. Yeah. Are they are the episodes fifty minutes now? They are because I hadn't noticed that. Give or take this time. Yeah, um, they're slightly longer and there's less of them. Hello. Thank you so much for calling the Patents Office. If you have a query about a patent, please press 1. If you are an inventor and wish to register a patent, please press 2. Thank you, and congratulations on your new invention, Mr. Edison. What? If you have previously applied for a patent, Please enter your 15-digit registration code and then press the hash button. Ah! Oh, for goodness sake. It, it must be here somewhere. Aha, here it is. And press hash. Ah, sorry. Thank you. Sorry, but we do not recognize the number entered. If you would like to enter the number again, please press 1. If you would like to speak to an operator, please press 2. Thank you. Before we can connect you to an operator, please say your name after the beep. Nikola Tesla. Thank you. We heard Thomas Edison. If this is correct, please press 1. If this is not correct, please press 2. Please say your name after the beep. <sighs> Nikola Tesla. Thank you. We heard Thomas Edison. If this is correct, please press 1. If this is not correct, please press 2. Thank you. If you would rather spell your name... Please press the star button. Thank you. Please spell your surname after the beep. T-E-S-L-A Thank you. We heard E-D-I-S-O-N If this is correct, please press... Ah! Technology! I'm really enjoying the ambition of this season. I think setting a big monster chase on a steam train is, uh, you yeah, know, yeah, that great was good. to do. That was really good. Yeah. And I like that there is an old Silurian blaster involved. <laughs> yeah. That's great. I like. There's a brilliant bit where the doctor corrects the pronunciation of it. That just she snaps. She mm. snaps at that person. Like it felt very doctorish. Um, yeah. So that's all really great. I can't quite put my finger on what it is that just leaves me saying that this is a 7 or an 8 out of 10 rather than a 9. I think the problem 
the problem that might be there that isn't i mean it's not awful <laughs> um it's just i think they've got too many companions in one go i like all of the companions individually um and i am enjoying all of their performances but each week it seems one of them doesn't get much to do and it sort of seems a shame that it's sort of potential that's wasted and has to be um farmed out across a series or two series or whatever yeah. i know that was a, a constant thing people brought up with yaz last season and she seems to be getting a bit more this time yeah but i mean graham's not i do like that graham always uh whenever there's a problem he'll relate it to being in a bus depot yeah that's a great character beat just yeah, always but those again i feel like they're, they're being put in as jokes yeah but actually they make me think Oh, isn't he nice? Yeah, he's that's a, a that's a genuinely warm feeling that gives me when he he. I mean, he maybe it's about my, buses. My granddad was a bus driver, so oh, maybe that's why. That's but it's sort yeah. of you know that's that's a nice that's what I would do. I think where have I seen this before? I want to talk about people entering the TARDIS mm. um, because a lot of people got to have a go in the TARDIS this time. <laughs> yes, and I like that. Really, the only one that they gave any time to was Tesla. And I really enjoyed that he just walked in and got what was happening straight away. That was a nice little yes, way to explain it to Edison when, yeah. he said, when he didn't understand. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That was just a g very effective way of showing that he was a genius, that show he could adapt to new situations and mm. stuff as well. And and that made me think, yeah, so the aliens would want him. You yeah. know, he's obviously a level of genius which, which could improvise new technology yeah. and stuff so it was just a very good elegant way of writing that that made me um yeah i just thought that was really nicely done and it's nice for them to avoid the whole oh it's bigger on the inside uh cliche so it's nice to see them finding different ways of doing it yeah i agree well probably uh, a good time to just hear what laura thought of yes. the episode so wherever she is out in the ether we shall now call her forwards so that she can say something do we need some kind of Laws. <laughs> Laws. Hello, it's Laura. I couldn't be with the Chrises up in London for recording this week, and so I'm just sitting by myself all alone in the cold, thinking about the recent episode of Doctor Who. Luckily, that's a thing that's almost guaranteed to cheer me up because it was a really enjoyable episode this uh, past week. The first thing that I liked about it was the cinematography. I thought the episode was beautifully shot and there was a lot of dynamic action, but also a lot of very lyrical moments. The script has been a little iffy in some of the most recent episodes, but in this one, there were moments of real beauty and power. And I've got to say, I really like how political the show is being with its... Um, Approaches to things like immigration, its approaches to national identity, its slight takedown of capitalism in this one, and the idea that innovation and kindness and acceptance are still ideals that the show holds very close to its heart is something that, as a fan, I love. I know some people have found the makeup for the Skirit? Oh gosh, I can't remember what the name of the jolly old insecty scorpiony things. I think scorpions are technically arthropods. Anyhow, the queen, Skibidi. No, it's probably not Skibidi. That's something that you say if you are a rapper from the 
early 2000s. Anyway, um, I thought actually that makeup was quite good fun. I loved the prostheses on the cheeks, building them out. I thought the teeth were excellent. It kind of looked like she had molars on the front of her incisors that were also like canines. Does that make sense? Three teeth in one tooth type. Anyway, um, I thought that every now and again, the pacing was a little bit funky, but actually fantastic performances from all cast members all round. A bit of fun and games with Yaz getting to run and ineffectually throw objects at people. And Graham getting to get a bit harumphy and stand up for the doctor and stand up for Britain and all those Grahamy things that Graham does. So in short, I thought it was a very enjoyable romp through New York, probably one of my favourite visits that we've had to the city in the history of New Who. And um, I liked it. Yes, that is what I have to say. I liked it. I hope you guys did too. And I'm really excited to see what happens in the next episode when we get to see looks like young Graham and young Grace back again. So that will be kick ass, doubtless. Okay, all right. It's bye bye from me in my cold little room, all alone without a friend in the world. Oh, woe is me, all alone. Well, that was illuminating as always. Thank so you, she, Lars. She agrees with us mostly. Can we tell you ooh, what's making us feel good this week? So, what's making me feel good this week is the fact that I'm just about to head off to the wonderful city of Amsterdam, and there I shall learn how to do musical improvisation. Woo! Which I think it feels a bit like a superpower. And um, if I learn how to do it well, I shall doubtless wheel it out if we ever do another live show. Um, Improvising is a fantastic tonic for me. It always makes me feel less worried about the state of the world and happier about my own abilities, which is going to be particularly important over this coming week. Technically, the UK is supposed to leave the EU on the 31st of January. And I feel like it's sort of, yeah... I'll be in a European country enjoying all of that lovely culture and feeling a bit sad about it. So doing some improv will certainly help as that happens. Hello. What's making me feel good this week is that season 26 of Doctor Who is finally coming out on Blu-ray. And it's one of my very favourite seasons of Doctor Who. I am born in the 80s. Sylvester McCoy was my doctor. Ace was my companion. I love this final season of the classic series. I think it's really brilliant. I think Curse of the Fenric is just inarguably uh, died-in-the-wall classic. And I think I've talked before about how much I love Ghostlight. It is so weird and so bizarre and it shouldn't have ever been made. And it got ruined in the edit, but it didn't really get ruined. It was glorious and I love it. I love all the care and attention that they lavish on these box sets that they're bringing out at the moment, and I'm really excited by this one. So yeah, it's making me feel really good. Can we tell you what's making us feel good this week? 
Okay, well, I think it's um, the, the only remaining order of business is this week's haiku. Over to me. This is the haiku for Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror. Inventor wanted by Sparky Alien Queen. Their end is a shock. So, there we go. Wrapping up another episode yeah. of Doctor Who. It's It's been... Uh, a joy, as I, always. I really liked it. I, I thought it was peppy and, yeah. and you know, fast-paced and, and good, just good I fun, really. Confident. I think you have to have a confident series to pull off uh, an episode like that well. Yeah. And I think that's what they've got now. They've got a settled cast. So come back next week when we will be reviewing The Fugitive of the Jadoon. Not an easy one to say. No. I mean, that's what, the third time I've had a go? I just mean the fugitive of the Jadoon. Yes. It's the, isn't it? The, the. The Jadoon. Yeah. Yeah. It's too easy to sound like you've been at the Sherry for too long. Um, Have you been at the Sherry? Only for the last two or three hours. Okay, so, cool. Yeah. Not well, more than, no, no more than usual. Sure. Have you heard about the Jadoon that's been named after the, the fan? Yes. Yes, that's lovely. Oh, yeah. That Poor made me cry a bit. So, yeah, it's really sweet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. Alien in the work lab. Alien at the waterfall. Alien in the train car. Alien by the city hall. Their brains are frying. Their brains are frying. Don't you want to know why assistants keep dying? Their brains are frying. Brains are frying. Their brains are frying. Danger, danger. High voltage. Zap the ship. Do not miss. Danger, danger. High voltage. Zap the ship. Zap the ship. Danger, danger. High voltage, zap the ship, do not miss, danger, danger, high voltage, zap the ship, do not miss, zap the ship, do not miss. Well, hello, Mr. Tesla, I'm a lady with a lot of money, and I'm willing to invest it in your inventions. Oh, that's very kind of you, I've been looking for money for a long time, look at all this amazing stuff that I'm building. What is that there? Oh, well, that sends energy through the air. Can you imagine it? Think of the possibilities. Is it safe? Oh, so safe. No one's died at all. Uh-uh. Well, how much does it cost? Well, only $50,000, which is a bargain. Get stuck. Oh, don't you want to know why assistants keep dying? Because they're spying. Because they're spying. Don't you want to know why assistants keep dying? Because they're spying. Because they're spying. Don't you want to know why assistants keep dying? Because they're spying. Because they're spying. Because, because they're, spying. they're spying. Danger, danger. High voltage. Set the ship. Do not miss. Danger, danger. High voltage. Set the ship. Set the ship. Danger, danger. danger. High voltage!
stop the ship. Do not miss. Danger, danger. High voltage, zap the ship. Do not miss. Zap the ship. Do not miss. Don't you want to know why assistants keep dying? It's horrifying. It's horrifying. Don't you want to know why assistants keep dying? It's horrifying. It's horrifying. Danger, danger. High voltage. Zap the ship. Do not miss. Tesla. 